Welcome, everyone, to Anarchy in Space. Oh, no, I got hit with a meteor in the face. Because that's what happens in space. You get hit with meteors. You know, that if that actually did happen, it would likely break whatever you're wearing, and you'd be sucked out of the holes from the vacuum effect. Yes. So, anyways. I watched the movie Gravity. I know what happens. I haven't seen Gravity. Your whole face disappears. <laughs> weird. That sounds unpleasant at best. Yeah, because things moving in a vacuum tend to pick up speed, so 24,000 feet per second, yeah. No friction. Exactly. Like banging your mom. What? Oh, torched your ass. Torched her ass. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about talcum powder and cayenne just a minute ago, so. Yep. I knew, you know why? That's why I knew what that was, man. Like, I, I, know, how to make it, I know how to make it a party. <laughs> so, we are here talking about episode number six of season one of The Expanse. Yes. Uh, this was an interesting one. They, uh, man, they, they, they got right into some, some deep shit right off the bat yeah. here. There's a bunch going on in this episode, and this is really, really kind of starting to set the pace for how this show goes. Like, you got a lot of things going on, a lot of different places, and you're kind of like, how is this all going to kind of run together? And it does. I promise you it does. But it also is still a little, little difficult to follow at times. Our episode here starts out with uh, Chris Jenna Havasarala, and she's bribing. Is it bribing, or do we want to say uh, extorting a man? Extorting in the most polite way possible, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's a former agent of hers through the UN who has an inside man on Tycho Station, which is where Fred Johnson is doing Fred Johnson stuff. Also, coincidentally, where we're going to end up seeing Holden and them this episode. Um, but she threatens his son, who apparently had some legal trouble. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, it'd be terrible if his uh, his hearing, you know, for parole was just kind of, you know, didn't work out in his favor. So, uh, you know, I, I love it because it's like, oh, great. G- pure example of exactly how the justice system works. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like they were reaching at all with it, that. Yeah, that's I. You've got her. What is it that uh, that was that um, Master Mark the D the uh, MC who uh, you know was talking about how he went up going to jail. It's basically the same kind of deal. Like he he showed yeah. up with a buddy of his, and then <laughs> oh, you know, well here, why don't you just roll over and say he did this, or we're gonna put you in jail. I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah we don't care. You're here now. Yeah, might as well, right? It's it's very frustrating. Like. And it's always fascinating to me. You probably would actually know it better than I do, just because like where you come from, the whole law and order people. <laughs> I've I've, ne- yes. I've never been much around law and order people. All I know is they piss me off when I do have to deal with them. Yeah, heavy emphasis on the order part. Yeah, not so much on the law. Yeah, because yeah, like. This is a situation where that guy can do everything right and he just happens to be related to somebody who somebody else, you know, might have a reason to leverage them. And now his freedom is literally being held captive by somebody for no other reason than a vendetta. Yeah. Though what's funny to me is the response that the guy gives to her as he's saying, you know why I quit working for intelligence. And he's like, because I couldn't tell if I was working for the good guys anymore. Yeah. (laughs) 
And we definitely see that quite a lot, even in real life. I mean, dude, we look at like, look at the way that we deal with everything for, you know, I, I don't know that any, any of the military occupations we have do anything for anyone out there. Like there's no good nah. to be done with what we do in Yemen. There's no good with what we're doing to Iran right now, which depending on when you're listening to this, we're during the height of the coup and we're strengthening our coup. No, the coup, man. <laughs> the coup. Yeah, the coup or the coup. It's how you say it so that you don't ping the uh, YouTube. Oh, gotcha. When they're doing all their Lydia audio listening back, it'll uh, yeah. not trigger things. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're pu- pushing harder sanctions on both Venezuela and Iran during this to try yeah. and force some kind of fucking political change we want. I don't know that yeah. hurting people that are already hurting is the best thing to do to be on the right side of history, personally. Yeah, these are also the same people who think that you cure a substance abuse problem by sticking them in a prison and have them, you know, violated by both the inmates and the guards. So, what are we watch? Are we watching that movie Into the Mystic, or whatever it is? Or <laughs> was that one where the guards were raping kids? Oh, probably, probably the same one. Kevin Bacon was like a rapist in it. You never look at Kevin Bacon the same again. Oh, what was that? Oh, that was Sleepers. Is that what that is? I don't know, man. Yeah. Apparently, there's too many movies about people being raped in prison. <laughs> Seems to be a common theme. Apparently, it happens, I guess. Moving along, uh, what, the, what we finally get on here is we have, after last week's resolution, they decide, fuck it, we're going to go to Tycho. And we're going to yeah. see Fred Johnson, the butcher of Anderson Station. And yes. so, the uh, Rossi lands on Tycho, and they try and try and big dick him. You know, he's like, well, you're going to let us on there, and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, we got 12 Martian people on there. Like, and then Fred Johnson's like, Bam, look, bitch, I was in the military. <laughs> I can tell every, and he basically just goes down and reads in the riot act. Yeah, every, everything. Just point for point. Yeah, this is the situation you're in, and I know it is because of this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to glorify military people in any way, but what I can glorify is people that are prepared and people that understand yes. and have situational awareness, which is what Fred Johnson exhibited in that. And which is what every single person that listening to this should be doing right the fuck now as everything is kind yes. of falling apart economically in our country. Yeah, I'll throw one of those cliche sayings out there. Chance favors the prepared mind. So Yeah, I was actually really surprised, you know, the way that they they kind of had him dress down Amos in that scene. Yeah, because I mean, he pretty, pretty well tears apart what that character is just looking at him. Yeah. We're also going to find out later in the episode, hilariously. And I don't know if anybody else notices this. I didn't put too much stock into it until what I found out later in the series. But when they're, it's him and Alex in the bar after they've gotten off the ship and they're hanging out at yeah. the, basically hanging out at the bar on Tycho. And a guy comes up to Amos and kind of tries to, hey, buddy, you know, what's going on with yeah. you? <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not interested. And then he's like, oh, but that guy you're talking to is giving you the ogly eyes. He's got a yeah. knife in his right hip. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, thanks for looking out. And then, you, you know, he says something. I can't remember exactly what he says to Alex, but you're left with, oh, shit, you used to be a prostitute. Yeah. And kind of let something out there. Yeah. And and they don't like they don't. It's not something that they necessarily like really kind of harp on in the series, but it does come up. Yeah. That, you know, like essentially like that's why he's doing what he does, because he was basically a, ran away from his pimp when he was younger. And now he. Goes out killing people because that lifestyle hardens you, essentially. Yeah. In that same scene that we have, we're a little, I'm a little out of order on this. We also learn that Alex, the reason, like, he tries to bluff and pretend that he's got a wife and kid at home, which used to be true, but Amos just looks at him like, yeah, brah, like, 
nah, you're full of shit. I can tell that. And 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 he's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got me. And what yeah. you, and what you find out is that Alex is a character like he did. He loved his wife and his kid, but more than he loved them, he loved being a pilot. Yeah, and and you know he because he 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 talks about him barely, and then all of a sudden he's just like, man, when when I was when I was riding that fucking Martian ship there, ugh, nothing in just my brought life. Him back to the good old days. Well, nothing in my well, no. The thing is, is because he was never he was never allowed to make or drive the gunships. Like, yeah, he was, he was like a transport pilot or something. Yeah, as he said, he was a glorified bus driver. Yeah, and so like you know, being able to drive the fucking the ship that's like all he ever wants to do and as much as he might he might love his ex-wife and kid you know he loves the fucking sky more yeah so you know we're we're learning more a little bit more about each character and they're doing taking their time to do some of the development in that department next thing we know bam we're back with your guy miller yes and uh <laughs> next thing we know we see a black bag off miller's head yep and who should step out who was who was the kidnapped miller oh it's Dawes, the opa guy it was. It was Mr. Dawes, you know, who is a, as we said earlier, one of the OPA faction leaders. Yes. He, we don't learn a whole lot in this interaction. Just he says, hey, I let that guy go since you didn't seem all too interested in him. Yeah. So we get that kind of information out of, uh, out of Miller right now. So clearly Dawes has no, no problems kidnapping a police officer. Like you're, yeah. We're seeing that they're not exactly respected members of the community where they are. Yeah. Do you get like a? Do you get like we'll just say a? Uh, you know what? What's that city here? Is it Baltimore? You get like a Baltimore kind of feeling out of uh. <laughs> yeah, it's out of the belt. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. Like fuck all y'all. <laughs> so no, like second thought. You know, we're just like yeah, we're just gonna kidnap this cop. <laughs> oh yeah, take him below decks. <laughs> so this it's a real brief scene. They just kind of like he he's gonna become more important later in the episode. Yeah. But for right now, they're just establishing that he's even in this episode. So from there, we move back to Fred, and he's basically laying out for Holden like what he want, what he wants out of the situation, right? Which is he wants to essentially use Holden and the Rossi as a bargaining chip, so he can kind of buy his way into the UN. Because that's the big, the big political thing here is that you have the OPA who fancies themselves a political organization representing the Belters, and you know, much like we have. Currently, you know, you, you we'll just well, who would it be like, say, North Korea, whether or not you agree with North Korea, they're basically ignored by the people that need to pay attention to them. You know, you have right. nations that are not recognized as nations because of, eh, we don't we don't think you're worth recognizing. You're not anything we give a shit about. And so he looks at Holden as kind of being his way to buy his way into that, because that's the big thing. Uh, Fred Johnson wants to normalize. He wants to. I guess I look at him as kind of like the Belters as being kind of like Palestine in this. Yeah. Like they're people that don't really have a home because they're kind of kicked out of their own home. And they're basically in a place where they're forced to live for the whims of other people. Right. Um, and all they want is some legitimacy and to be recognized by the people that, you know, make the, are the ones in charge, I guess. Yeah. So a Holden's kind of like, yeah, well, I'm not a fucking bargaining chip. So good luck. <laughs> They kind of come to their terms and what's going to happen. And what he, he, he ends up allowing is he says, look, I will I will go and I'll do this thing that you want me to do, but you're going to take care of my people. And he kind of sets it up where he can go and do the Fred Johnson thing, but can't be fucked because that's the one thing. They're, they're concerned that he's going to get spaced, you know, because yeah. it's, you get the impression that everyone, everyone in every situation, all they want to fucking do is tie up loose ends. 
Like, ever, yeah. just, just, nope, never happened. Don't know what you're talking about. Just fucking hide everything. Yeah. And it's difficult to do because there's like so many, so much like transmission. Like everything is radio frequencies from one person to another. You never know who's going to intercept it. You right. know, there's records of everything. I'm sure that they have to keep records of it because we have these giant governing bodies that I'm sure want to see absolutely everything. Yeah. But it's interesting watching it come together. So, Holden, having made this deal, he's got to go tell his group that, hey, you're going to gonna stay on Tycho, and I'm going to go do this with his men. And they're like, dude, he's, he's going to space. He's like, no, Naomi's going to rig the ship so that they can't. Which, once again, man, Naomi's a really, really good mechanic. I wonder what she did yeah. in her past, that she's such a good mechanic and so good at programming all of these really complex electronics. Odd. I don't know. Yeah. But... You know, they're in the course of like, dude, what the fuck? Why Why are you doing this? Why are you doing any of this? Why are you, Why do we go back? And he, he finally lets out to the crew. He's like, because I'm the one that logged the distress signal. Yeah, he's finally got to come clean with what he did. Yeah, which is, you can tell Alex and Amos are just fucking livid right off the bat. Yeah. And you're waiting for Amos to kill, to kill him because that seems like the kind of thing Amos would do in this situation. Yeah, a bunch of uncomfortable looks getting traded back and forth. Followed by Naomi saying, I knew. To which yeah. really triggers Amos. Yeah. And the issue being that Naomi is uh, Amos's rock. That's who he kind of, that's who he looks to to see, is this like something I should be doing? And then, you know, he, he asks her, why, did, why didn't you tell me? And she doesn't really have an answer for him. And he's like, and, he, and he, he's coming to the realization that even she is the person like he most respects is terrified of him. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he is what he is. He's a fucking ball of yeah. lightning ready to explode. And it's great when that ball of lightning is faced someplace else, but you, nobody wants the ball of lightning on them. And Yeah, coming back is going to be trouble. And you get the impression that he he never thought that she saw him that way. Like, like maybe right. the friendship was a little bit more one-sided than he thought. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's necessarily the true, but I think, like, anyone who's aware of their friends knows kind of, hey... <laughs> Yeah. I love you, buddy, but uh, you get a little <laughs> crazy sometimes, and you know. Yeah, at least his perception is that right in this moment. Yeah, which is right before I think we see him and Alex off in the bar. Yeah, go drown his sorrows. So now we're gonna start putting some pieces together in the Miller situation. So we've yes. got we've got Miller back with Dawes, giving him the give him a good role, you know. Yeah, and Miller is disclosing that. You know, he knows that Julie Mao was working for the OPA, and he and he tries yeah. to give Anderson Dawes the the whole fucking oh you're a piece of shit you you tricked this young girl into uh, fucking yeah. joining up with you like you do that to everybody, and then he he lays out this piece of information about like oh I know I know that you you killed your own sister yeah and, you know you're basically oh you're just a piece of shit to which and you know Dawes kind of. Gives him a story back as to, oh, you think you fucking know everything. Well, here you go. And as it turns out, the reason Dawes, who did, in fact, actually kill his sister, ended up, his reasoning is, is just like, you don't understand Belter life. Like, you're a Belter and you turned on your own fucking people. He's like, yeah. I had to kill my own sister because we couldn't survive if we had one more mouth to feed that couldn't that couldn't survive on its own. Because, yeah. you know, his, he's like, my sister was the most beautiful, one of the smartest people I've ever known and had bones like chalk because of the zero G. Yeah, and it was already hard to keep life going, so he he did the hard hard thing that he had to do, and he killed her in a place that was special to both of them, so she could die a place that she'd want to be and be comfortable. 
Yeah. And it's a pretty gut-wrenching thing because you can't, like, I, I can't think of reasons to kill my own fucking family members. Right. And it's a great example of kind of when you're looking at the lives of these people that are in these situations. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, you know, Anderson Dawes is a mafioso. At least, you know, when you look at it from the Star Helix direction. But the fact is, when you're looking at it from, you know, his, maybe he's a mafioso, but maybe he's a guy who's just trying to work in the only currency people seem to know in the fucking world, which is power. And so he's gotten the power to try and free his people from the fucking weight of the the oppressing forces. You know, if all you're going to do is throw power around, well, then I'm going to throw power right back at you and I'm going to do it twice as hard. Yeah, exactly. And and the scene is definitely designed to give some humanity to him, which is interesting in that they're doing it from a position of he killed his own fucking family member. Right. But he also adds one thing and he's like, whatever you think of Julie Mao, because he's like... Miller, it's become clear, is kind of infatuated with Julie Mao. Yeah. And he says he's following her. And I think he wants to swoop in and be the hero. Yeah. Be her white knight. Yeah. And Dawes lays is like, she'd fucking spit on you right now if she were here. Yeah. Try to put some uh, cold water on that idea. Yeah. She believes, she believed in the cause. She's one of us. And you, she'd look at you like a traitorous piece of shit that you are. Yeah. And I think that that's important, you know. You, you you have these ideas like in these factions that everything is very kind of cut and dry. But Julie was, I guess you would look at Julie as being an SJW leftist, perhaps. Yeah, a little bit. Who's kind of like, she's a rich girl who ran off to university and kind of learned about the world. And while she doesn't necessarily understand it, just wanted to free Tibet. Yes. Whatever that fucking means, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> she, she'd kind of joined the OPA as a way to, I guess, make up for her... Her position in society. Yeah. Which I do think creates an interesting dynamic, you know. It's about to get a whole hell of a lot more interesting at the end of this episode. But, oh, so there's this story that they've been kind of hinting at on kind of like a, a C plot. Yeah. It opened up where you had a, two characters, a, a, a kid and his uncle, and they're out on a, out collecting rock. And he's, they're trying, about trying to mine, basically take salvage rock back, I think, is what they're doing. And yeah. he fucks something up, and his uncle gets all pissed at him. But now they're they got in they got picked up essentially by police out there who did with the kind of things you expect police do. And basically, they just they fuck with this guy just to give him a hard time because he's a belter. Yeah, you know. And they set it up so the guy's not going to make any fucking money on his run out here at all. And what do, what do they do? What do cops do when you're in that situation? Other than find ways to heap on more fines to make it even worse, so you can never actually fix. Like, oh yeah, here's here's a bunch of fines. And we're going to confiscate all your shit so you're going to make no money. So you'll never be able to pay back those fines. And when you don't pay them back, then we'll give you more fines. They just set you in this fucking perpetual cycle of being indebted to them. Yeah. Typical over-policing. Yeah. And so this guy, much like who who, who was just a guy trying to make ends meet, finds himself radicalized in the moment who he ends up spacing his own nephew, throws him into a fucking airlock with a space suit, and just leaves him out in space. And you're like, oh, shit. Dude yeah. just fucking killed his own nephew in a drunken rage. He's all pissed off. Right. You end up finding out, like, towards the end of the episode that that's not what he was doing. He was actually saving his nephew, like, threw him out of there because he decided he'd had all that he could fucking take, and he was going to shove his ship right up the ass of the fucking, of the police, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and he ends up getting himself murdered and blown up. You know, his nephew's left out in the middle of space, but, you know, someone will pick you up. Someone will hear you. Right. Like, you know... So his last way of saving him was to kind of fucking just get him out of the way, I guess. Um, yeah. There, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot, you know, because I think 
over the course of the show, you actually follow, like, see that kid a bunch. If you remember correctly, I, I don't know if you remember. Do you know, do you know who that kid was? Uh, let's see. It's been a been a little bit since I watched this episode, but I do remember him showing up at like the uh, the season finale in one of the scenes. What's well, actually? So I know he just kind of pops in here and there. Well, I think they use him as kind of like a stand-in for like just the general. They, you're gonna see uh, how how they really radicalize people. Because yeah. that his character, if you remember, is the kid that was siphoning water that Miller said, learn how to fucking do it better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was just a punk yeah, kid. Now I got you. Well, now you see him. He's out trying to fucking do something legit. And he's out with his uncle trying to mine. Yeah. And the fucking cops. And you can't even do that. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. There, basically, there's no way for you to make a le- life legit because someone's going to be there to, to put a halt to it no matter what. Right. Um, and it, and it's it, they don't spend a whole lot of time on him in any situation, but they keep visiting him in different points in his life that it kind of, I don't know, it, it adds a lot of personal quality to just like the idea of being a standard, not important belter. Right. Because, I mean, who the fuck is he? Nobody gives shit about him. He has virtually nothing to do with this story in any other capacity other than yeah, he's so just... So he's just going to kind of be the, the face for it. Yeah. He's, he's an avatar of the everyman, I guess. Yeah. All right. So... All of a sudden, we're back at Christian, and yes. somebody, her, the guy that she tried to uh, strong arm, went and complained to somebody else at the UN, and she's now getting a stern talking to from you know one yeah. of the muckety mucks who's like, "Look, you you can't just fucking throw civilians around like however you want to. Like you've got your people, but he's not one of your people anymore, and you're gonna make a whole fucking heap of trouble for us if you want to keep acting like this." Yeah. And he's like, why does it even matter? What do you have a problem with Fred, Fred Johnson for? I mean, is this all personal? You know, he, he left the military and your son was killed by the OPA. Like, what was this? And, and to which he's like, yeah, fucking hey, it's all personal. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I have a vendetta that I want to fucking, I'm going to take care of with the power that I have. Yeah. Which, you know, I personally think is a great reminder of the fact that people in power are still just fucking people. They're still motivated yeah. by all the same shit that we are. You know, it's just when they happen to say, be the fucking leader of the UN, yeah. what they can do. But now they have the means of really going after it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little frustrating personally. So we're back to Miller, who is about to be left in an airlock to die by Dawes men. Right. You know, he's like, yeah, after he left him and said, yeah, well, she'd fucking spit in your face. So let's, let's see how life works out for you. And he has his men, women, whatever. Go and dump the body, basically. Yeah. Until, bam, bam, you see, like, he's about to, the airlock's opening, he's about to fucking lose it, and then he looks up and he just sees the lady cop. Yeah, I don't, Octavia I don't, Muss. Yeah. I don't remember her name. But, yeah, she <laughs> caps them both on the fucking head, and that, and it's, oh, snap. Sneak attack for two times the damage. <laughs> After that, we actually go and see Uncle Mateo, who saved the boy, like, do his yeah. whole thing. So, it moves to a scene next where you've got Naomi and Holden, they're sitting there having drinks. And it feels almost like too abrupt a change for me, but I think that they're just kind of both just so fucking drained that it's like, hey, this is at least somebody I know. Right. And so they're kind of appreciating that. And, you know, he, he, he wants Fred Johnson to give the Martian lieutenant that they have on their ship like a, a legit burial because, he, 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 you know, he's a soldier. He was doing his job, that kind of thing. So Holden kind of works out to be like, I guess what you would imagine, like the normal everyday normie position to yeah. be. It's like, you know, oh, well, I realize this is important. 
I know he is oppressing the shit out of the OPA, and like I'm on the side of like those kind of people, but but I mean he's just a guy doing his job, you know. Yeah, and and think what you want, he did kind of help us escape. So yeah, and that's where she Naomi kind of lays out exactly how she is a as a member of you know the belt as a belter feels about Martians in particular, and to which she says they're a bunch of gung ho religious freaks who care more about orders than saving themselves. Right. And you know it's 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 hard to I mean that is essentially what they are. Like they have they're a country or a culture or a planet whose entire existence is based on for the good of the many. Yes. Every they they had plenty of places at which they could have gotten out and saved themselves in that situation, but they opted to do what's the best for Mars at every turn of the event. Everything right. they did was try to make it so Mars was going to come out on top. And a lot of people sacrifice their lives for that. As Holden does point out, is like, yeah, but we also help them make that decision. So yeah, <laughs> not completely blameless in all this. Yeah, and like personally, I, 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 while I get where she's coming from, there is always that part of me that's like, I mean, I get why people buy into stuff like that, and it's tough to ignore the fact that normies are normies because the system makes them that way. Yeah. Like, it's frustrating, especially, like, right now where we're dealing with this whole coup situation and watching authoritarian government rain down about us every which way. And people are just saying, more, 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 like it's a fucking yeah. Bukaki session <laughs> and they're just fucking jizzing it all over Yes, them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like, oh, so we don't have the freedom to assemble anymore? Like, literally, our Constitution no longer yeah. exists in this situation. Every single yeah, one like of Yeah, it's like they're going down the list. They even, they even hit the, uh, the Third Amendment, you know, by housing troops in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Literally every every amendment has been broken. It it doesn't. It's just it's completely meaningless. And for people like you and me, like we we that's that sucks. Yeah, we take freedom very seriously. They do not take it as seriously. Right. Or we get level with the charges. You you want old people to die? Well, personally, I do. They're fucking boomers, and they're the ones who did this whole goddamn (laughs) thing. Fuck them. Yeah. But whatever. God dang hippies. So (laughs) we do see something else, and we don't know. How on the up and up do you think Fred Johnson is at this point? Um, so far, he seems to to mean exactly what he says, although he may be hiding what the actual purpose is. But so far, he's he seems like he's kind of straight dealing a little bit. Did you get the impression that he's actually going to take care of that body like he said he was? No, 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 no. I think he says it. Yeah. Because what I saw was him take the body cam footage, basically. Yeah. If I think he found leverage that he could utilize, and now he's going to utilize said leverage. Right. And let's remember, Fred Johnson, for all that he is, is a you know former cop. Yeah. He was a military boy. Yep, he's a cop. Now we're back to Miller Cop. Miller, Miller is explaining to Lady Cop. Yeah. You know, she saved him. She, she's back there. Now she's freaking the fuck out because she's never killed anybody. And she's like, oh, my God, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God, dealing with that. Shit just got real. <laughs> yeah, it got real fucking real. Yeah. And so Miller is trying to explain to her. You know, his first time killing somebody, which you find out is his last time killing somebody. He's, he learned he's not someone that has the stomach for that. Right. And he's telling her, he's like, you know, the thing that really killed me, it's not even that I killed the guy, is that, you know, when he walked away, he sees the the daughter, you know, of the guy he killed in the window right. looking at him after he had to do it. And he's yeah. feeling feeling that on him. Now, he's, you know, said, like, the thing is, is every time you, you live a memory and you remember it, it becomes less and less real. Like yeah. it, the story changes. It's never exactly like what it was when it happened. So it's best just to forget shit. Yeah. And so she tells him it's shitty advice, probably Which because it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't deal with any of your baggage, buddy. Just, just fucking let yeah. it all traipse down. 
So we're back up, and now uh, Johnson is about to send off the crew of the Rossi, and they're on their they're about to go out on their maiden voyage. So what ended up happening in the interim is that Naomi ended up talking Fred Johnson into letting the actual crew that Holden's had, like they've all decided to go with him anyways. And so they're kind of, I guess, whether or not they're on team Holden, they've at least decided that they're trying to make out or make up what they can. So they're about to leave the first ship as the crew of the, leave Tycho Station as the crew of the Rossi for the first official time now. Yeah. And this is kind of like, I guess I would say like the official beginning of like the show. This is like where yeah. they're a crew of people out in space doing space adventures. And it's going to start like with this the, one. Uh, all of the exposition is led up to this point, And now we're going to begin. <laughs> yeah. Like they haven't actually left. They do that actually at the very end of the episode. It's the last thing they do. Yeah. In between there, we have the final scene with Miller this episode. And this one is like, it is kind of like the meat and potatoes of this episode for me. Yeah. Is that, Miller's been doing his fucking police work. He's found, he's been tra- tracking this shit down. And he goes and he tells Lady, like, tells the, the his superior officer, the chief, he's like, all right, so this is what I got. This is what I found. This is who it's connected to. You know, this is what I think's going on. Yeah. And then she does the classic. Well, is there anybody else who knows who's seen this? And you're like, oh, Christ. Yeah. You just, he just kind of knew right in the moment. He's like, oh, I'm about to get it. Yeah. You walk right into it the minute you hear who else knows. Yeah. And you should never follow that up with nobody is the moral like, of that well, I story. Told this person and this person and this person. Yeah, all these people know. Um, because immediately what happens is she takes the evidence, locks it the fuck away, and says... And then fires his ass. You're fired. Yeah. Now, what he believes at this point is that she's on the take from Dawes himself. Right. Which, you know, the cops being there willing to work for the people that are going to pay them. Cause I'm sure like they don't get paid that great by the company. So you got to make yeah. a little extra on the side and you keep the kind of game going between the cops and the fucking, uh, but you know, you don't make sure nothing really bad ever happens. Nothing like, yeah, like the money doesn't get interrupted. Yeah. Let the people fucking be, take their lumps, but you never let the money walk away. Right. Get a smooth few small time players here and there just to make it look like you're doing something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it, it boils down like, you know, for people that are into like the Austrian econ side of things, everything boils down to incentives. And the incentives in that situation are to take the money. Yeah. T- take it, let let your little fiefdom exist and kind of, uh, you know, scratch my back, I scratch yours, and this kind of works out the way it works out. Um, and so we were left with the episode where the Rossi's about to go out and on an adventure for fucking Fred, Fred Johnson, and Miller's yeah. no longer a cop. Yeah, he's now just a dude in a fedora. <laughs> which is which is almost more more ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, at least the the cop with the fedora has kind of like a throwback feel, but just a normal person with a fedora. A little bit of film noir thing going what, on. What is what is he an incel? Yeah, <laughs> good old neck beard, maladying everybody everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have been rambling, kind of talking about everything that happened in this episode, yeah. almost almost to the <laughs> length of the episode. In fact, yeah. What are the what are the big takeaways that you kind of you pulled out of it? Uh, this, like the last episode, was just kind of the culmination of all of that exposition leading up to it. So now you're kind of seeing where the story is going to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miller arc, because uh, you, you kind of knew where he was going with this. It's like, okay, rich man's daughter, he, he's got to find her. He finds out that she's mixing around with uh, the unsavory types. And you know his job was on the line. Because either he was going to do kind of a shitty job. It's like, well, she ran away on this ship. You know, there's no way to find her now. 
or the other way, which ended up happening was he found out that she was mixing up with the OPA. And so all the higher ups now is like, okay, well, all right, your services are no longer required. And <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, is that like, you get the impression that what his job was supposed to be was to, was to fail. Like he was supposed yeah. to go, you know, just another person lost in space, you know? Yeah. And, and it was, I think it was the last episode or the episode before where like, you got the impression that the chief's like, yeah, let's not worry about it. You know, just yeah. whatever, fill out your paperwork and we'll, we'll push it off. Yeah. Just say you did a cursory search and that'll be the yeah. end of it. We did our job. All right. You, uh, I, I like the episode. Like it was, like I said, it was a lot more fast paced, a lot more going on than some of them have yeah. been in the past. It's a little bit pack, light. Pack a lot in that 43 minutes. <laughs> it's a little bit light on say like the macro politics, but like right. really big on a lot of the like internal, it, it really works on setting some of the motivations of the people, which yeah. as like I said, we know that's the, really the core of everything. Like you can't, you can't look at any situation without weighing what are the incentives for the individuals who have to deal with it. Yeah. And we got a hell of a lot of information on the background of these people for how their incentives are going to roll out as things move yeah. forward. So you kind of understand the justification that these characters are going to use going forward. So um, I guess uh, unless you have anything more to add, what do you what do you got for the technicals on this one? All right. Well, this uh, episode was aptly titled Rock Bottom, and it was, uh, again, directed by Rob Lieberman, who directed the last episode, uh, written by Jason Ning. Uh, premiere January 12th, 2016. This one actually got a little bit of a ratings bump with a uh, 0. 0.7, uh, which uh, was, you know, 100,000 more viewers than the last episode. So uh, I guess uh, everyone was kind of tuning in to see where it was going to go from that one. Yeah. I mean, like, well, like, even in the last one, you could tell that the pace of the of the show started picking up. So yeah, yeah, we're kind of in that place. Yep. Well, right on, brother, man. What do you what else you got going on today? Uh, just taking care of the little three year old who's uh trying her best not to interrupt the podcast but uh, uh, well you should just let her on i let mine on i'm like whatever i can edit you out with that why don't we all go out and have a good day enjoy sunday all right see you next week take it easy bud peace